1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. So, let's see, who else do I have here? Uh, Chico Okonkwo, you know, Traylon Burks, like I mentioned, you know, he might be back this week. But still, like Okonko, he did run more routes than Austin Hooper this week, but barely. Like, I think it was like one more route (laughs) or two more routes or something like that. So it's still pretty much a 50 50 split in terms of routes run between these two guys. So that's not ideal, but he's so good that, you know, when they get to the red zone, that sort of thing, play action, Okonko is always going to be an option. Right. So again, with the landscape of tight ends. I think Okonko is is still, even with Traylon Burks back, I think you can still stream him.
2: Yeah, I think he's absolutely a streamer. I think he's a higher-end streamer than a lot of these guys. I mean, maybe outside of Jawan Johnson. But the tight end position, like you said, as weak as it is, the Titans' passing game was anemic, you know, last week. Like I said, uh, Ryan Tannehill only threw 22 passes. I think he's a pickup regardless of whether Traylon Burks comes back or not. You know, he was second on the team in opportunities behind Derrick Henry's 25. You know, not close at all. Um, But his primary competition is coming from Robert Woods and Chris Conley, who have been, you know, just super quiet this year. At least it was last week. So I think that even with Burks coming back, you know, it's just going to increase the pass plays that they run, and that could result in a higher workload even for Chicosia Oconquo than he had last week because they were just getting away completely from the pass against the Chargers.
1: Yeah, I hear that. The Texans have given up the six most fantasy points to tight ends over the last four weeks. So, you know, it could be a decent day for Oconquo. Uh, And then Chris Moore on the other side of that matchup, you know, going up against the Titans, we talked about how bad the Titans have been defending perimeter wide receivers, something that I didn't get right last week. You know, I was talking about Josh Palmer and Mike Williams, you know, both having really, really good matchups. Neither of them, you know, could come through with, 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 I mean, they had okay games, but it wasn't nearly the type of game that I thought at least Mike Williams would have. Uh, But it remains a good matchup. You know, Chris Moore has been getting targeted. Now, here's the thing will Brandon Cooks play, right? Will Nico Collins play? We don't know. I think Brandon Cooks was close to playing this past week, but, like, I don't even know if they want to play him. They've been saying
2: that the past couple weeks. Right? I don't
1: think... It's kind of weird. Like, I kind of feel like they're not going to play him. Like, like, for the rest of the year, they're just going to shut him down, right? That's kind of what it feels like to me.
2: Yeah, that's what it feels like, but it just also doesn't make sense. It's just such a weird situation with Brandon Cooks because he knew what he was getting into, you know, when he signed a two-year contract to be with the Texans during the rebuild. Right. And then halfway through the season, he requests a trade. He doesn't get it. And then you know, he's been on, like, hiatus. You know, maybe it's an injury, maybe not. We know he's a little bit disgruntled. It's just been a weird situation. So you're right. I don't know if we're going to see him back. I think even if Nico Collins comes back, you know, Chris Moore could have a little relevance. I mean, not that ne- either of these guys are, like, big-name receivers, but maybe they'll just help spread out the defense a little bit. You know, they'll have to deal with somebody yeah. that isn't just a practice squad guy. But like you said, he has two really good matchups, I think, in the championship uh, coming up these next two weeks. Um, I don't like the offense still, so it's not like we're going to just say, oh, this guy has a perfect matchup and he's going to go off. No, but he should definitely be on rosters at this point, especially after that game he had against Dallas two weeks ago. And the Texans, they've been hanging around against good teams. You know, They had Dallas and the Chiefs back-to-back, and they took them both to the wire. Uh, They easily could have won either of those games. They should have beat Dallas. Thank God they didn't, but I I think that Chris Moore – in an offense that has looked a little bit better these past couple of weeks, could be a spot producer for you if you need it.
1: My, um, you know, it, it's it's it, it's interesting because he's been playing on the outside with, with Brandon Cooks and Nico Collins out. But when right. they've been in, or at least one of them has been in, he's moved to the slot. So in this particular matchup, I prefer him to be on the outside, just because yeah. they're a lot worse on the outside than they have been defending the slot. So. You know, we'll see how that one works out, but he's still a solid pickup regardless. Uh Chuba Hubbard uh, at number thirteen, the Lions. uh You know, they, they might they they might go up on the Panthers this week. That would be my assumption. Would you agree? Yeah,
2: <laughs> I, I think that could definitely
1: be the case. <laughs> I think so.
2: So I don't think I don't think the Panthers have uh, the firepower to match.
1: Exactly, and because of that, I think it is going to be Chuba Hubbard on the field more than Deontay Foreman this week. If I had to guess who had more snaps in this game between the two, I would guess Hubbard. He's been kind of inching his way closer in the rushing department as well. Like between like, you know, this overall running back rushing share uh, for the Panthers. And then on top of that, he's the primary pass catcher. And he's been a little efficient in the pass game um, this year. So especially lately. So now I see him potentially having, you know, a 10 point floor in this game against the Lions, mostly, you know, in PPR leagues, you know, coming out of the backfield. So um, I think he's a solid pickup. If you desperately need a running back, he's available in a lot of leagues.
2: Yeah. I like him more than Foreman definitely this week and maybe rest of the season. We'll have to see how this workload splits up, but he did run a lot more routes. I think it was 16 to two last week, you know, over Deontay Foreman. Um, so I think that he definitely has, like like I said, the, and we said, the receiving work is what's keeping him afloat. And that's perfectly fine, you know, in this yeah. offense. And especially in a matchup where, like you said, they might end up going down. He'll be catching some passes. If he gets five or six passes, you know, there's a chance he scores two on the ground. He had a couple goal line carries, I think, two weeks ago. So he was right. getting, he, like you said, he's inching closer. Things are trending up for Chuba Hubbard where things are going, you know, kind of downwards for Deontay Foreman. I'm not sure how much I agree with that. I think Deontay Foreman should you know, get at least a a decent share of the pie. Um, I think that he has the talent to do that. But the way things are trending right now, obviously, we don't have control over that. We could say we wish whatever we want. But Chuba Hubbard, he's trending up right now. and I think he's a guy to have at this point in the backfield. I wouldn't drop Deontay Foreman just in case things turn around. But um, at Chuba Hubbard, I would start him. I'm not starting Deontay Foreman this week.
1: I I agree. And, you know, it's really game script, right? Like Chuba Harbor was on the field for 63% of snaps last week, and it's because they were down uh, in that game, you know, especially later on. Um, And I think that's going to be the same case this week. And potentially uh, in week 17 against Tampa could be something similar. Uh, I would expect that game to be a little bit closer. Uh, Division game, you know, uh, Tampa isn't necessarily the type of offense that's going to like just rain points on you, uh, (laughs) which is crazy to say, uh, but it's true. So, you know, he, he is definitely um, in that game, particular game as well. Like he would be in flex consideration um, as well.
2: I think so for sure.
1: Yep. Uh, Jamichael Hasty at number 14 here. You know, to calm down, everybody. Everything's fine with Travis Etienne. He actually did practice in full yesterday in their full practice, you know, first practice of the week. So, you know, that ankle scare that he had during the game. He wasn't on the injury report coming into this week, so that's a good sign. He'll be good to go against the Jets. Not a great matchup for him, but whatever. The reason why Chuba, uh, the reason why Jamaica Hays is on this list is because it's a Thursday game, right? You you might have an opportunity to pick up a Thursday night player, a handcuff for Thursday night, and potentially drop them if you play on Yahoo or Sleeper or your league settings are such that you can drop any of your bench players. Between Thursday and Saturday, or between Thursday and Sunday, as long as they are, weren't in your starting lineup, you could do that, right? And that's that's kind of why I'm saying pick up Jermichael Hasty just in case because the Jaguars play the Texans in Week 17, right? So if anything were to happen to ETN, you have a must, almost a must-start player, in Jim Michael Hasty, who got a, a far majority of the snaps in that one game with e, when ETN was out, right? Yeah. So, or at least at least in the game where uh, ETN went out early uh, in that first quarter. So uh, someone just just pick up and stash for this week, pretty much.
2: Yeah, we're not picking him up to play him in our lineup this week, assuming nothing, right. you know, goes downhill with Travis Etienne. But this is a kind of move where, you know, like you can't get hurt, especially if you have the room on your bench, you know, just pick him up and see what he does. I know you've been doing this all season. You know, every Thursday yeah. night, and we, <laughs> we see the, you know, feed light up. Uh, Faraz made a roster <laughs> move. Faraz made, it, Faraz made a roster move. So I know what you are saying. Yeah, Jermichael Hasty, definitely I would pick him up just in case. Uh, It is a short week. I don't think, you know, he's going to have any type of workload that's going to be challenging Travis Etienne. But uh, maybe if, you know, we don't want to get too ahead of ourselves either. We know the Jags might be trending towards playoff contention, depending on how the Titans do down the stretch. If they go up maybe in a game against the Texans, maybe Jermichael Hastie gets some run at the end of the game so they can keep Travis Etienne fresh for the playoffs. Like I said, you don't want to get too ahead of ourselves. But that's just a potential thing I could see too, kind of working out in his favor.
1: You know, it's funny. I have another Giants receiver here at 15. You know, just just I have Richie James at 15. You know, he's just been kind of getting it done quietly, you know, in PPR. You know, just for a PPR floor if you need it in a good matchup uh, against Minnesota. Uh, I even think Isaiah Hodgins is a little sneaky, you know, if you're in a deep league. (laughs) uh, Just because he's the one running routes on that left side that we keep talking about every single week against Minnesota. So just keep that in mind if you're in deep leagues. James Cook, I have him at 16 here. He caught that touchdown last week uh, from Josh Allen. But the reason why I have him here is because if you're in a deeper league and you need a running back, this is Bears week for the Bills. So (laughs) it's one of those things where, like, there could be a lot of um, overall volume, like similar to what we talked about with Algier and Cordero Patterson this past week where the overall pie was a lot bigger. And I think the overall pie for this running back rushing share this week against the Bears could be higher than normal. So we could see, like, you know, 15 carries for Singletary and like 13 for James Cook. It's very possible. Now, is it a risk to play James Cook? I definitely think it's a risk to play James Cook, but you know, if you're in desperate times, you know, he's somebody that is an option. Now, just this particular week,
2: desperate times call for desperate measures. And if you're picking up James Cook, you know, you don't want him starting against anybody else besides Chicago, you know, who's been just terrible against running backs this year. And that's why, that was just like, you know, salt in the wound of Miles Sanders having a bad game last week. Know. You know, you just expected so much more out of him against this Bears defense. that's just been terrible against running backs. I don't think James Cook is going to like capitalize. I don't think he's gonna have like this humongous game. But like you said, in a desperate spot, you could maybe start him and get away with it. Um, the Bills could go up. I want to say that loosely because the Bears have actually been competitive. That's like purely because of justin fields um but we'll see how things go if they go up maybe james cook gets a little bit more run down the stretch he has been the pass catcher though and devin singletary does you know kind of salt the game out we'll see how it goes when you get to this part of the waiver wire you know you're just kind of shooting for upside here i think james cook yeah he could be a nice play just given the matchup um it, it gets a little bit diluted with you know why are we picking these guys up the matchup i think alone is enough to have him on your roster at least for this week because his, his value can really only go up
1: you know, and another guy you can shoot for upside is Romeo Dubs. You know, he led the Packers in receiving yeah. yesterday, right? And this is his first game back. And I don't know if you saw this, Zach, but his route participation was only 30%. Yeah, he only, no, ran, he only ran 10 routes, and he was targeted five times. So that's a 50% target per route run rate right there for Romeo Dubs. So if he yeah. was able to do that in just a, a hand, like literally two hands – you know, full of you know, just that that's all the amount of routes he ran. So like moving forward, he has two pretty good matchups, uh, the rest of the way, right? He has Miami and Minnesota the next two weeks. <laughs> two so, matchups. <laughs> it, you know, I think he's an upside play because and the floor is low, I still think, because the target distribution is a question mark, right? Like, yeah, would you be surprised if alan Lazard led led them in targets next week, I wouldn't. You know, Christian Watson obviously still there. He's the play out of this wide receiver core, obviously. Um, but I think, you know, moving forward, like Romeo Dubs is somebody that, you know, we saw him get it done when he had opportunity earlier earlier on in the season before he went into, you know, the doghouse a little bit, then he got hurt. Um, but yeah. he looked just fine this week. Aaron Rodgers was looking for him when he was running routes. So somebody to pick up and, you know, potentially even play next week.
2: Yeah, I think that Roman Dubs, you could get away with starting him next week, maybe, and especially the week after. You know, against Minnesota, he was getting targeted, like you said, at an extremely high rate, and he, that was on a low percentage of snaps. Maybe they're just kind of working him back from that injury. If he comes back and has fifty or sixty percent route participation, you know, do you think that number could go up to like eight or nine targets? I'm not saying we can't just extrapolate it like that. You know, it's gonna be. It doesn't. It's not a positive direct I think, correlation. But
1: I think his route participation this upcoming week is gonna go up to like seventy five percent okay so I 75 uh, I, I, I think like on th- in three wide receiver sets i think he's going to end up playing him and Lazard going to end up playing over randall Cobb.
2: yeah if it goes to 75 percent, like is that best case scenario do you think
1: uh no i think best case scenario is like 90 percent because you know it depends on if they prefer to play romeo dubs over like alan lazard which i doubt would be the case i think i would assume that in most 11 personnel 10 personnel you know, Romeo Dubs will probably be on the field only for those situations. So, yeah, I would say 75%. All right.
2: That makes sense. I, I think that Romeo Dubs, he can definitely get it done. You know, I like what we saw from him last night. If he gets, you know, like we said, more participation, he can get more targets. I think Christian Watson still has um, the stranglehold on, you know, Aaron Rodgers' top target. Alan Lazard yeah. hasn't really looked that way. We um, you know, he's been on the field the past couple of weeks. He's been, you know, relatively quiet. Yeah, I've, like... Would I be surprised, you asked if I would be surprised, about Alan Lazard leading the team in targets next week? I would, you know, at this point. Uh, I think Chris, with Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs on the on the field, and then A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones, and you know, Aaron Jones he's a good pass catch and running back, I'd be surprised if he leads the team in targets next week. I, I'm not big on Alan Lazard at this point. Um, I, I think that I would go with the youth movement here. Go Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson. Those would be the two I'd consider starting. Obviously starting Christian Watson. But you can get away with Romeo Dubs, I think, as a flex. He has really nice upside that you're not going to see really with many more receivers on the waiver wire. 100.
1: Um, Gus Edwards, I have him at 18. I, you know, I think when Lamar is back, uh, the Ravens probably won't be in negative game strips, and I still think this is going to be as close to a 50 50 split as possible. You know, with Dobbins leading the way, but yep. I think it's very, very possible. Like we talked about, Algier, you know, getting double digit carries most likely every single week moving forward. I think we could say the same thing about Gus Edwards, especially if Lamar is back.
0: Yeah,
2: Gus Edwards has kind of been a mainstay for the past couple of weeks. Yeah. You know, he's going to continue to get those touches. He doesn't have, I don't think, quite the upside. Um, you know, J.K. Dobbins, he's still going to lead the way, and we saw him. He has two straight 120-plus yard rushing games, and he's only going to going to get healthier. But I think as he's getting healthier, you know, you can get away maybe with Gus Edwards. I wouldn't be very comfortable starting him, but just in case anything would maybe happen to J.K. Dobbins down the stretch, you know, I don't think I think he's more of a stash than he is like you know a bench and play type of uh, movement this week.
1: And Matt Collins, you know, who's just been a decent streamer, wide receiver all year, you know, he had a touchdown this past week. Uh, decent matchup against Pittsburgh, especially on that right side where he runs most of his routes from. But So he does actually have a good matchup this week uh, particularly. Um, and then I got Khalil Herbert at 20. You know, not that doesn't really have great matchups the next couple of weeks against Buffalo and Detroit. And it's tough to trust him, you know, this week. He should be back this week. Uh, but, yeah. you know, he'll be back. You know if you need a like a what the heck flex play, obviously he's deeper than all these guys here. But my assumption is that he's going to eat into David Montgomery's workload a little bit. We saw that he had big play potential, so yeah. you have that to hang your head on. You know, we saw that it's multiple weeks of like, oh, like maybe we should play Khalil Herbert over David Montgomery, right? Mm-hmm. And I think for a week or two, we were ranking him above David Montgomery, yeah. but then it kind of went swung back in Montgomery's favor. But you know, if the matchups were a little bit better, like Detroit in week 17, not a great matchup um you know he has upside floor of zero but if you're shooting for it sure why not
2: yeah he's like a yolo play (laughs) you know what i'm saying with yolo herbert there you know the other thing you can hang your hat on you know you say he has explosive ability maybe he's getting you know relatively close carries to dave montgomery is you know they actually said that they were going to ride the hot hand before you know he went down with an injury in this backfield so you kind of can hang your hat on that too um he's he looked really good i think you just got to kick the tires on him I think there's no reason to leave him on the waiver wire. Somebody else could pick him up and benefit from right. him. I would exactly. just, just see what you can get with Khalil Herbert. The, it's a move. You're not going to get hurt, but it could pay off a lot, especially if he comes back and has a similar role to what he had before the injury. Agreed. Exactly.
1: And, and that's going to do it, guys. That's our top 20 right there. Um, You know, in a deeper league, like, you know, Russell Gage, you know, he did have two touchdowns from Tom Brady. Just keep an eye on that. You know, if Mike, Mike if um, Julio Jones is out again, not super dependable, but decent matchup. Um, yeah. Demarcus Robinson, also, you know, I'm not sure if I trust him as much with Lamar, but Tyler Huntley has been targeting him so deep PPR flex play, 14 team leagues only, um, and that's really about it. That's all we got. Um, yeah, good luck, you know, picking up who you, who you guys want on your waiver wire this week. Tomorrow we'll be back with our quarterback rankings and our running back rankings for Week 16 for the semifinals of our championship runs. Uh, Take these stretch. guys. The home stretch, baby, the home stretch. All right, everybody, uh, good luck this week, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Take it easy. Bye-bye.
0: 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.